Legend has it that it was written by the Dark One. The box. You opened it. We came. Where are you going? I've got to return some video. Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it? And as soon as it's over, your phone rings. Someone knows you've watched it. And what they say is... ask you once more what's your pleasure sir <laughs> pleasure is hellraiser 2 hellraiser 2 hellbound and this is the do by midnight podcast welcome episode 4 yeah 4 this is 4 weeks pretty good our our podcast is a month old yeah we've done a podcast every week for the last 4 weeks gone by fast it has especially since we were talking about bi-weekly and then we just been doing it weekly. weekly. Yeah, just because we've been having so much fun with it. Yeah. Well, let's get into the meat right here. All right. What everyone wants to know. What did you think your initial reaction of, was of Hellraiser 2 Hellbound? I would say, um, I want to say disappointed, but didn't meet my expectations. I, I, I liked the first one a lot more. <clears throat> First one I felt uh, was much better at building the story and stuff like that. It was, this one uh, I think went a lot more on the gore aspect instead of the kind of story aspect. Yeah. Okay. So it's been. This isn't a bad thing necessarily. It's been a while since I've seen this one, and I was gonna say this, but we're say we saved it for the podcast. Yeah. You know what the problem is. The last episode I talked a lot. Like, I hyped up the second one a lot. Yeah, I did. And you know what it is? I think what happened was the sequels for this film have, like, intertwined. Mm-hmm. So, parts that I re- I liked from the second one, like, mixed with parts, the little bit of parts that I liked from the third one, <laughs> and probably mixed with the little bit of parts I liked from the fourth one. Oh, I see. So, you just... Took all the parts that you liked and just lumped them into, like, one movie. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I yeah, for some reason I thought it was the second movie that had all of that stuff that I liked in it. Because there are parts that happened that didn't happen in the second one that I was like, wait a minute, which sequel am I thinking about? (laughs) And, yeah, there was a brief clip of, like, the background of Pinhead and, and how he became Pinhead, but it didn't really get into the... The meat of his story. And once again, actually, Pinhead wasn't in this too much. No. He was like more than the first one for sure, but he was almost like not as powerful in this one because he got changed back to that human for some reason. Yeah. And then like he... And he gets killed. Killed. So I don't know how he comes back in the third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth and eleventh and twelfth. <laughs> You know, I think, you know, I'm going to have to take back, I think, a lot of the hype that I I said for the (laughs) second one. Now, after watching the second one, again, I like the first one a lot better. The first one I liked a lot better. It might explain why I only own the first one on DVD. Mm -hmm. Because this one was 
There are there are parts that are really cool in it. Yeah. There are parts in it that are really also fucked up. Just like there was in parts that were fucked up in the first one, but this one's story was just kind of... Eh. It was more of like a, a, a chasey horror type movie, you know? It's like yeah. they're, they're in hell and they're running around and they're kind of exploring the hell. I, I put quotes, I'm putting these air quotes. The Leviathan. Hell. Yeah, because... The first one, what I thought was cool is they never mentioned hell ever. Yeah, it was and like hell's... a different dimension. And this, uh, the second one, they they explicitly say hell like a million a lot. times. Like this is hell. Before it was like this is this dimension of pleasure and pain, so people could actually go there and like enjoy it or something like that. Yeah. The second one, it was like hell, and hell is like there's no pleasure in hell. There is a part where Pinhead says when Christie's looking for her dad. Mm-hmm. And Pinhead's like, oh no, your father's in his own hell, yeah, his own which is hell. much out of our reach here, or whatever. And then, so does that, I like, it's like he's alluding to that there's, I guess, different stages, or there is an actual hell. Mm-hmm. There's an actual hell, and this isn't it, where yeah. you're at right now. It's almost like, this place is almost like a maze or something. Like yeah, a, this is, well, it's still very much a different dimension inside of this box where there's they they praise and worship the leviathan which is i guess the cube or the box or whatever it decide what shape it takes it to in the middle of the yeah, leviathan sometimes it's a cube and then at one point it comes like this like triangular like really long spear looking thing yeah it it doesn't look like a place i'd ever want to get lost in no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it it it, it kind of reminds me of uh What's that movie with, um, there's like the puppets in that chick looking for her baby brother or sister that is taking, yeah, puppets. what is it called? People are going to crucify me for that. So. She's looking for her baby puppets. I don't no, know. she's not looking for baby puppets. Yeah. <laughs> she's looking for her baby brother or sister, but they're, she, they're, it's taken by like goblins that look like puppets. Huh, and I, what's I his face? The singer's in it. Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> sting. Was it Sting in that? No, it's not Sting. But you said that Singer. Was the Singer. singer. Um, David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah, that's right. Sting. Oh, Sting is Sting. No. But, yeah, that's that's what it reminded me of, because there's a huge Labyrinth in that one, too. And it kind of almost looks the same. It is around the same time period. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know which one came out first, Labyrinth or Hellraiser 2. I don't know. Now that I just made that correlation, <laughs> but still. But this was based off of a book, anyways, right? Before, yeah, probably before the labyrinth, maybe. We talked a lot about in the first one. It was like, well, maybe there's just certain things that we kind of don't know that's being alluded to because it was in the book. This one had a lot of stuff that I was wondering. Maybe uh, there's a lot of context missing mm-hmm. that they couldn't fit in here because of the book yeah we recognize it off the very beginning right when she yeah. talks about cinnabites and yeah how did kirsty know about that and this is supposed to be like literally right after yeah right after and the first movie they didn't say cinnabites once Mm-mm. and then she also talks about um knowing basically how frank resurrected was resurrected and how the the bed would resurrect the the that, mattress you need yes. to destroy it so like how does she know all that they don't tell us at all no. and it doesn't make any sense how she knows it so you kind of just have to accept it yeah yeah i did not like that i did not like that 
And I also don't like the heavy foreshadowing that the the girl that's in Dream Warriors and Nightmare on Elm Street is like gonna have some crucial role in the movie later yeah. on. Yeah. You know, Look, she's, she's solving, solving a little thing. wooden puzzle box. I wonder what she's gonna do later. Yeah, it was it was a box. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious she's gonna be solving a the, that box thing. And also it was kind of like, I would have felt bad, but I also was confused at the part where when she does solve the box, the doctor brings her in Mm -hmm. to solve the box in his house. She solves it, the Cenobites come out, and Pinhead stops them all from like doing anything to her. Yeah. And I think that conflicts with the first movie because Kirsty was just messing around with the box. She didn't know what it did. Yeah. They were ready to take her, and in this movie, they really wanted to take her in this mm-hmm. one. But when it came to this girl that solved the box, no, nah, we're going to leave her alone. Yeah, if she didn't have the desire or whatever. Yeah, that was confusing. That was confusing. It didn't make sense as far as like consistency from the first one to this one. Yeah. To me, it was... I would have thought that you open the box and they come and then that's what happens, right? It doesn't matter what your desire is. That wasn't ever... Like, how did he know the intent ahead of time? I guess he could feel it. I don't know. I know. I just feel like that conflicts with Pinhead's character. They're not there to make judgment. They're just there to do their job. Yeah. (laughs) Plus you're in pain, right? Yeah. Well, let's get into uh, the Hellraiser 2. Came out in... 88. Yeah. So and I also want to make a... In 87. So actually no, I, one, one yeah, I want to make a correction. I want to make a correction because the last one, I kept on saying Hellraiser came out in 86. Yeah. It was the book that came out in 86. Oh, I see. Okay. The movie came out in 87. 87. And yeah, this one came out just one year later. One year. Which shows... That's a pretty fast turnaround, actually, as far as like... For a movie that didn't make a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. Um... Really weird. And the budget for this one was only $2 million more. It was $3 million. The first Hellraiser movie was $1 million. So I could tell that it had a higher budget just in the fact of a lot of the different, like, gruesome stuff that was going on. A lot it more had a effects. Lot more effects, yep. And, uh, like that doctor guy or whatever. I mean, he had that thing attached to the back of his skull. The giant like, cock? Yeah. <laughs> the freaking brain sucker cock. And he was just, you know, going around. And that looked like that was probably pretty expensive to do because it just, for that time period at least, yeah. it was like the special. I want to know what the fuck that thing was attached to. Yeah, like why, why was it attached to him? I don't. And why did it, like, go away from him? Like, it tore half of his Why I ripped his head off? Yeah, why did that happen? I, I was uh, confused about that a little bit. I don't. I, I can't really even explain that. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why when, at the end, when she solves, she solves like the crystal yeah. looking box back to the regular square box, mm-hmm. how it started fucking up the whole dimension because when uh, Kirsty's stepmom, the lady that we said has no earlobes and is creepy and yeah. looks like a okay. dude... Somehow she makes a return. We have to watch her sex scene over again, which thanks a lot. Yeah, right? That was the real horror of the movie. <laughs> she strikes back. That's what it should just be called. Uh, when she shows him the labyrinth, the doctor, before she, he changes, 
she doesn't have any kind of reaction to the thing looking like a crystal pyramid thing in the middle. Yeah. And when Kirsty is holding the box, Pinhead changes it to that shape. Right. So it's like, what is Why? what is actually going on here in this weird universe? There are a lot of questions. Definitely a lot of questions. Sure, because it doesn't quite add up as far as logic of what's going on like who these things are and why they're doing what they do yeah and we're not even being gets thrown out the window and just a bunch of chaos happens (laughs) yeah we're not even being assholes about this like i'm not trying to nitpick the movie no i can forgive a lot i was looking forward to this movie a ton and yeah uh... i was too because i thought it was like three of the movies combined into one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought i was going to hear a lot more of the, the lore around pinhead and stuff like that and you get like five seconds a snippet of him being that guy that's the general in, dude yeah he's sitting in the room and then it shows him having the nails hammered in his face now when that happened i was just like okay cool like i'm gonna find out like why he turned into this thing and why he's now like doing the bidding of this whole weird dimension thing but none of that was answered at all it was just like this is how it is he got hammered in the face and now he is what he <laughs> is and then later on it's just like well and he's also a pussy like yeah he, he can't protect himself he's not more powerful than this doctor that just got put in this dimension yeah that was really like he that doctor guy was like the ultimate villain in this movie like how did he become so powerful he just got there i thought he had to be like tortured and stuff well the thing that i the thing that i did notice about between the doctor and pinhead when pinhead was a human he was just some guy, and this isn't even, now that I'm knowing that these movies are not combined, like yeah. three sequels, Pinhead was just a guy that was like depressed by the war that he was in, found the box, heard about the rumors of what the box could do, fucked with it, and changed. Mm-hmm. The difference between him and the Doctor, the Doctor was a fucked up individual. He wanted to go there. Yeah, he, he enjoyed the whole like, he knew the He knew the lore behind there. the box. He knew how to fucking summon the chick back to life somehow. Yeah. And he had all these newspaper articles. He had and three, three boxes. He had three boxes. And he was letting like these patients, these psycho patients that he was taking care of, be all fucked up in a boiler room. Yeah. So he definitely had like a lot of that evilness in him. So maybe yeah. when he got to the, to the other like dimension, he was able to actually release all this evilness or something. But it is a huge disappointment. Like I want to see, cause it almost seemed like you, think all of a sudden oh shit now there's there's a cinnabite a new cinnabite and he's trying to take over there's going to be a fucking battle that we're get, we're about to watch yeah. nah nah he just changes them all back into humans yeah he just kills he them just all kills with his all. dick spears like and... nothing actually <laughs> he doesn't even it's not even a battle he just goes boom you're human you're dead boom you're human you're dead boom you're human you're dead yeah like he, there's no like that's why i said Hellraiser, the pinhead, is just like a pussy because... It made his chains look all, like, stupid. (laughs) Yeah. He hooks the doctor with all the chains. Oh, guess what? My little dick sausage things out of my hand are just going to chop them all down, and now you're human. Yeah, it was was definitely not... And he grabs... It seems consistent. And when when Pinhead grabs the weapon, like, when he's back to human, you think, okay, well, maybe he's going to make some sort of cool last stand... Yeah. Even though he's overpowered. No, no. he just gets his he just gets neck, s- neck sliced. Uh, <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> yeah, and he kind of looks at Christy like... Like he had a plan. Yeah, like 
we got this. Yeah, <laughs> like we're all we're all faking this. Yeah, like that's what I was. Don't hoping. worry. We just then, made him thought he won. Yeah, so you could get away. Because maybe Pinhead's like thanking her for making him remember that he was once a person. Maybe I don't know. I don't either. And you don't get to know. Nope. They don't ever tell you. Like I said, most of it was just running around. Yeah. A lot of running around with no actual like story. The first one it was like that chick was bringing people back to Frank and he was killing them and then like there was just the oblivious people in the house and there was a lot of different things going on and like the story had consistency I felt like it made sense like why people were doing what they were doing. This one was just like, I'm going to go to hell to get my father. Oh, that wasn't my father. That was Frank. And then Frank is just some guy in this weird morgue place that has these things coming out and yeah. going back in. And why that is, who knows. And and, and how did Frank get his skin back? Yeah, Frank got his skin back. And then the, the Christy chick was like, why... There's so many in there. So many wives. So many plot she, holes. She flew off the, that veil, that, that blanket, light blanket thing, and then it hit the, the fire, and then that was a big deal for some reason. I don't understand that either. I don't Frank know. was like, no, you put that in the fire. Like, okay. You like, just melted my illusion. Yeah, and how did she know? How did she know if she threw that off? I don't know. She's happened. like Batman. She like knows everything. She's yeah, ultimate so detective. It was just a lot of stuff that just felt like it was thrown together. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really yeah. make sense to me. And it's a horror film. I'm going to give you a lot of leeway. Yeah. Uh, but then in this case, there, it just it was just like just a lot of stuff thrown together. Like I said, it was. This would be know. this would be one of the movies that if we were to see this in theater. Mm-hmm. Me and you, I think we would both be like, you know, I'm going to skip the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're done with Hellraiser as far as reviews. Oh, I, yeah, I'm I done. Really, I don't really want to see another one. <laughs> Which is, see see what happens? See what happens when you make shitty sequels? You make the person... I'm glad that we are going to be in agreement on that because I was like, as we're watching it, I didn't, want, I didn't say anything as we were watching it. I'm like, man, did I fuck up? <laughs> Like, I got, like, shit confused here. This movie is not as good as what I was saying. And it's really not. Like, I don't... You know, there's reasons that you forget about why you own stuff. Especially when it's that long, period, you know? Yeah, and there are reasons why you forget that you own stuff, right? And you need to stop at a certain point. Like, I've talked a lot of shit about the sequels for Hellraiser. And... Maybe there, there's a, there's also a reason why I didn't watch the second one for a long time. Or there's a reason why I just didn't care about buying anymore. I don't ever really care if I see the second one. <laughs> no, I don't either. Like, I'll actually watch the first one over again. That's Yeah, the first again. one's good. But the second one was definitely not. So let's go ahead and give it a rating. <sighs> okay. So, I, what did you rate it? You rated the last one. Me and you were both were in agreement. Eight, eight for the number eight one. Eight for the, the last one, number one. This yeah. one, I give a 6.5. You get a six? I, I give it low. 6.5. I give it lower. Really? Okay. I give it a four. Four. Ouch. That's really bad. I give it a four because... Not just because I felt stupid. <laughs> but... 
<laughs> I, I think that your rating has a little bit to do that you talked about it. Now you're just like, I, I, I built you up and you fucked me over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also that it's just there's so much about it that doesn't make sense. And I should not be asking the questions that need to be filled in later unless it's like an ending that's left on a cliffhanger or left to your own imagination. It shouldn't be me asking questions about the main plot or I, I get you on that. Like this, which should be a movie to answer questions, not bring up more questions. Right. Yeah. And I shouldn't be wondering why and how Kirsty knows the fucking history and backstory of all this shit. When th there's no reason to ask it. We're having a... an intermission. Hold on. <laughs> do you want? Do you need another? One? Yeah. Today we're drinking kombucha. Yeah. Kom so if you are a kombucha brewer, contact us and we will say your name. Yeah, the stuff I kept mispronouncing last episode. Kombucha is kombucha, what I, kombucha, I kept saying. Kombucha. Kombucha. But I have to agree with uh, with Brett on this. Kombucha is pretty fucking good. It is good. I, I like it. Orange pomegranate. Beer is always my favorite, but... I do like beer. Yeah, beer is definitely my favorite. Kombucha is a, a good alternative as far as I go. Beer doesn't always like me. Healthier option. But yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes beer betrays me, in fact. Yeah, we found that out on Sunday. Yeah. We had a rough, rough day on Monday, <laughs> thanks to our Sunday escapades. Yeah. 15 beers. I don't think it was 15 beers. I it was for me. Oh, really? I didn't drink 15 beers because we had like three at my house. Two or three at my house. Okay, but I had and then, three Trulies at my house and then a 22 oh, ounce already, already a 22 ounce of Track 7 Panic at my house and then I came over to your house. Oh, I didn't And know. then we drank a shitload here and then we went to Nathan's and drank a fuck ton there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> The next day I had to work. I got like three hours of sleep. I was absolutely I was in and out of the shower all night. <laughs> I puked once. I did? Oh, I woke up feeling yeah. like I was going to puke, but I didn't, thank God. Yeah, I puked once, and then I was in and out of the shower, and then I did not get out of bed. It was a rough day. The rest of the day. I'll tell you that. I mean, even though I'm doing, like, you know, working at home stuff, it, it was still very rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not 20 anymore, man. I can't. Can't no. be doing that all nighter stuff anymore. No, and the thing is that ring true that I've heard older people say: hangovers don't just last a day when you get old. No, they'll last for a few days. Yeah, and you told me yeah, yours told was you. like I said it almost lasted a week, but there was a lot to do with the the sleep deprivation right there. Like yeah. I didn't get any sleep that Sunday, and then Monday I stayed up a little bit later and. <laughs> It just kept on, like, building up and up and up. And today I slept at, like, 1 o'clock. It was, it was rough. I feel uh, better today, thank God. Oh, I, yeah. I, that's what makes me think it was sleep sleep deprivation. It's just, like, I wasn't getting any sleep, and today I finally did. And I feel a lot better, thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally off subject. Off subject, <laughs> but I think we've all been there. So. Yeah. Good little side story. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, okay, so back to what I was saying. I give it, I give it, I said a five, right? Yeah. Yeah, I give it a five because I should not be having to ask questions during the movie when I paid attention in the first one. 
Mm-hmm. I know the fucking plot points. Yeah. I shouldn't have to be like, how does Christy know Somebody this? Some cool quotes in the first one, too. There's good... Pinhead has good quotes in this one, too. Not as... Not but as they, they as ruin it at the end where he's just defeated in five seconds. Yeah. That's why Pinhead was so cool because he seems so, like, powerful and creepy and, like, he's he's got this, like, authority. The first one I can... Well, it, there's also this weird thing. It's like, the first one I can buy where she defeats him, mm-hmm. sending him back to the universe with the box, right? Right, yeah. But now they're in their universe... They're already fucking dead. <laughs> How did they just get fucking killed again? Good question. Like, I thought they were immortal there. So I'm like, I'm very confused um, yeah. on what the fuck is going on. Because, and I know I remember in other sequels, Pinhead gets brought back to Earth. You know, he, he's on Earth in the next one. Mm-hmm. And there's the fuck. There's a Cenobite that has, like, a fucking uh, CD player or something like that. It shoots CDs and kills people or something like that in that okay. one. Yeah. Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so sad I'm going to miss out on that one. <laughs> uh, but I should not, yeah, I shouldn't be asking questions about the main plot points. And I shouldn't be, you, you shouldn't build me up to a sequel to where when I watch the sequel... Like it breaks its own, it breaks its own rules as yeah. like a story of what you think is going on. That's what I feel is the most annoying part when a movie breaks its own rules because you've put in the time and effort to watch this movie, to pay attention to it, and to understand how things work. And then when the next one comes out, you've got this whole like kind of uh, outline about how things should play out, like this universe's rules are this way and then when it breaks them then it just is like well why did I even watch that first one why did I even pay attention to why things work the way they yeah. work because it doesn't matter right it's Alien 3 syndrome well, which, which one was Alien 3 that's not the one where they're in the prison it's yeah just, it's the prison planet it is the prison I like that one <laughs> yeah but it breaks its rules yeah I know you're a big big thing about the timeline and stuff like I'm that. not no it doesn't have to do with it the timeline oh, okay. it <laughs> Alien 3. Yeah. Who's the only survivor after Alien 2? Sigourney Weaver, right? Yeah. So what was the whole point of the second movie of saving Newt, the little girl, mm-hmm. and why did Bishop survive from being cut in half by the Queen Alien? And why did Michael Bean's character, <laughs> the other colonial marine, why did he survive if they're all going to get killed in the credits? Mm-hmm. The credits. <laughs> I don't know. It defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I can't actually remember that much of uh, Alien oh 3, gosh. but I remember when I was younger and watching All right, it. well, I'm voting right now that in, in our on our poll this week, if we don't decide by the end, Alien 3, we're going to be doing Alien 3. Okay, we can do Alien 3. It's the only movie where well, I have... We're supposed to do the, the play... That video one with uh, the Kit play. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Play something or other. Um, the one that you showed me last time, last week. Oh, Edward Furlong. Um, yeah. It's the video game. Video game one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can watch that one. I think we're gonna do that one. Actually. We're gonna do Alien Three though eventually. Sure. But I think we got it. I'll come over. But er- that that in my mind isn't even a horror movie. It's not. We're going straight up science fiction. We're just going. Yeah, that's science fiction action right there. Maybe I'll just have you on Retro or Die Channel. We'll do something. We have to do that too. We do a couple movies. Why not? Why not? Yeah, we should do that. 
You're yeah. just going to be a new addition to Retro or Die. <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm you basically are one. already. Well, because you're... Because the podcasts are on there. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, Next week, we might have a guest speaker oh, as well, right? That's right. So that's right. we'll have my... He's not out of town. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think he will be next week. I know he's going up to Oregon this week mm. on Monday or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to get a totally different perspective of a person that hates horror movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can hate horror movies. You don't even hate horror movies. I don't hate horror movies. Like I said, I would watch them with friends. So it's like I didn't have a hate for them. I just didn't watch them by myself. Yeah. I would say... Which I understand. I would never watch a romantic comedy by myself. Unless it's... No, I I can't think of any. (laughs) I can't think of one that I've watched by myself. The most... Unless it's like a... a, I think I even watched Good Luck Chuck. That's kind of like a... That's kind of like a duo because there's tits in it, right? There are, yeah. yeah I guess it's more of a comedy. That's more of a, yeah. Because chi- chicks don't want to see other chicks' like tits. And it depends from, what chick. <laughs> well, romantic comedies that I've seen, like Notebook and shit like that, uh, there's yeah. no tits. Yeah. So. Notebook. Notebook and La La Land. Uh, there's no tits. I've never seen La La Land. But that's you know, I don't like, I don't really like La La Land, but that's I'll tell you. That's a musical, right? Yeah, but that's it's a kind of a mixture really of the two awful. evils, right? Yeah. Romantic yeah. comedy and musical. fucking musical, but the only thing I'll tell you right now about that, this is a weird, another weird offshoot that we're having in a fucking Hellraiser yeah. movie. <laughs> that just shows how great this movie was. I'm trying to find <laughs> other things to talk about. <laughs> the thing I'll say about La La Land right now, before I add that, is the ending is realistic. It's bad. It's bad. Really, really not good. Okay. And that was the redeeming quality. So it's the redeeming tra- part. Tragic ending. It's not even tragic. It's real. Okay. It's real. Interesting. Oh, you could tell me the ending because it's not like I'm going to watch it. Well, the it's <laughs> so <alert>. random. <laughs> the ending is the chick and the dude that fall in love when they're younger. They're going to have this life. Mm-hmm. They break up. The chick goes off and. Gets off with some other dude. And the guy does the smart thing. He goes pursues what he wants to do. Good job. Right? And then they meet up later on in life. And he's successful at what he wanted to do. And she's miserable with the guy that she chose to be with. Awesome. Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> it redeemed the whole movie for me. So. So the point is, Clint loves La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> so. Back to the ratings on Hellraiser 2. Man, what a random topic that we had. Um, (laughs) I know. I did not expect to talk about La La Land in a Hellraiser review. (laughs) Hellraiser 2 on IMDb has a 6.5. Hey, that's what I gave it. Yeah. Yeah. Better than me. Rotten Tomatoes, 50. 50%. Okay, I can see that. And then Metacritic is even lower than me. It's at 41%, which I consider a 4 out of 10. Yeah. So... It's pretty unanimous that Hellraiser 2 is kind of shitty. Not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's 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 really cool the thing that that kills me in my in my horror heart is that there's such good practical effects in this. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that, right? We we're like, yeah. "Oh, that looks really cool for that time period, you know? Even for now, like I would have loved to see that type of like, uh, what do you call that? The fucking flesh that's on them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That stuff is pretty cool, you know? doesn't look bad at all. It just has to be wrapped up in a shitty plot with yep. 
It, it's like if you took a, a pizza dough, right, and you stretched it out. Yeah. And then you just took a knife and cut a bunch of holes in it. It's, it's Hellraiser too. Yeah, it is totally. That's... And I'm not like I said. We're not trying to be assholes. Nah, it's just that I wanted to like. I him. can't I really be did. entertained by by shit and poor writing. Yeah, I can't be. Uh, we already talked about the budget, three million. Opening day in the in United States, it made three a little over three million mm-hmm. so in the United States. So that. they broke. Even, yeah, and then worldwide it did twelve million. That's including the three million from USA. So yeah. still not very good, right? But somehow spawned another, another eight another, sequels, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking crazy to me. You would think, you know, we're making a, a little money here, but I think it's time to move on. Yeah, I wish they did. Like. It sucks too because Pinhead is such a iconic horror character. It's cool looking, and he's just you know now that I'm thinking about it, he's just like one of the more abused characters in horror movies. Because you know I can watch the Friday Thirteenth movies. There's things I don't like about some of them. There's things I like, mm-hmm. but I can still watch the Jason movies and be entertained. Freddy Krueger, I can watch all the movies and be entertained. I don't want to go back to sequels of Hellraiser. Yeah. I, that sticks out in my mind, specifically. Plus, in all the movies that you just said, were any of those, like, uh, I don't know what you call them, villains or whatever, were they, like, dumbed down? Like, were they easy uh, to defeat? Like, that's well, the thing that really got me about this movie, is how easy Hellraiser or Pinhead was to defeat. I've never like, seen any of them defeated in a more stupid way that that, they, that Pinhead was defeated in this movie. Yeah, it just once again made no sense. Like, you're a human and I kill you. Like, first of all, how does this guy have the power to turn these things into human after they're these Cenobites? And aren't they all in the same dimension world with the same purpose as far as like... They all serve the Leviathan thing. Right, so they're all kind of on the same team in a way, right? Yeah. So why is he turning these things into humans and then killing them? Like, there's no... doesn't make any sense. It's not like Pinhead was trying to stop that thing from doing anything. That thing just... The doctor just came in and started doing that. Like, it's not like... He was like, not like the doctor was like, give me the girl, I want to torture her. And then Pinhead was like, no, she's mine. Like, there was no conflict. No. He just, he just came in and just started killing them all. For, for what reason? We don't know. Once again, more unanswered questions. Yeah. So, that's, that's probably the biggest disappointment in this movie, is how silly it was to just destroy Pinhead. Yeah, like the the pinnacle of the franchise, 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 the pinnacle of the franchise, right? Like that he went from the being, he went from franchise. Yeah, he went from being scary yeah. and cool in the first one to being just he just had cool quotes. He's not really scary anymore because no, not scary at all. He's just like this little bitch, <laughs> and so are the rest of them. Yeah. The thing that I did find a little disturbing is that Chatterer was a fucking child the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that was, was kind of cool in a way, though. Like, it was like, oh, wow, like, even kids are in this weird dimension. Yeah. It gives it a little bit more creepy feel, but it was just 
It, it was it, destroyed by the yeah. whole shittiness of the situation. It could have been really fucked up and cool to knowing that no one's fucking at the mercy. If they a different way, I think it would have been really cool to just, you know, have yeah. that chatterbox turn into a human and then it'd be a kid and just like, whoa, what the hell? But the way they did it was just awful. Yeah. Awful, 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 awful. And I don't really know what the... I can't... I don't even know what the excuse is this time because they could, they got a bigger budget. It, yep. They were supposed to have a bigger budget, I did read. But... The picture, the the movie company, New Line or New World Pictures, mm-hmm. they had some sort of like financial issue or whatever, and they couldn't give them as big of a budget, but still bigger budget, way it, two million dollars more. Yeah, and they still somehow made a less story, which is weird because you said Clive Barker wrote this one too, so I was yeah. expecting a lot. A lot more story development in this one than happened. Clive Barker returned as the executive producer, and Tony Randall this time directed this movie. Randall. Um, Randall claims, Tony Randall, claims that the dark tone of the movie reflected his own mindset on the world at that time. Now... What the hell does that mean? For me, the only, the only thing that that could mean is... Uh, the way our mental institutions were run. That's the only thing that I could see being even a political stance. But what the fuck does that have to do with Hellraiser? <laughs> yeah, they did have a lot of stuff with the mental institutions. Just yeah. like being very awful in the boiler room and these padded cells and very creepy and gross like that. So yeah, if you're going to make a statement about but that, But that's in right, a but... bunch of movies already. Yeah. And much better ones. Mm-hmm. Like One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, that's a political that's statement movie right about the fucking mental institution. Girl Interrupted, a true story. Very good movie based about the mental institutions. This, why the fuck would I care about that no. in Hellraiser? No. Yeah. Why did Kirsty get brought to a mental mental institution r- right after they were at? the dump or wherever the fuck they were trying to burn the box and the demon dragon comes out and the boyfriend's just allowed to go home. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what I was asking too. It's like, where did where'd the boyfriend go? Yeah. He just left. Like, he wasn't crazy by the whole situation. And that cop never makes an appearance again after that beginning part. What is up with that cop anyways? Like, he just, they split up. Like, why did they go different ways in the house? Oh, I'm talking about the cop at the mental mental institution. Oh, I was the one that looked like the, I was talking about the doctor, not the, the cop. The thing that was like re- weirdly cut to where it was like all of a sudden the cop looks like he's attacking Kirsty, like he's trying to rape her on oh, the bed. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that part was really weird. It was, but what wasn't weird about this movie? Yeah, basically every scene had something that I was going, "Why are they doing that? Why are they having this person do this? Why are they saying this?" Just a lot of whys. A lot of whys. Hellraiser 2 Hellbound was also initially rated X by the Motion Picture Association of America. X? Why would it be rated X? Which would have limited its audiences to 17 years or older, which isn't that fucking rated R? Yeah, that is rated R. (laughs) Well, with rated R, you can go in with a parent or somebody that's over 18, right? Maybe X, you have to be 18 or 17 to get in. 
I thought meant like you need to. I thought really that's like a porno porn, movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was like straight up sex in it. Like, no. or it bans it all together from being in a movie theater. Yeah, because most movie theaters don't carry. Well, rated in the seventies, there was lots of rated X movies in the theaters. I don't know if they had in a, mainstream a theater. X. Yeah, huh. yeah, they had pornos in uh, mainstream theaters in like the seventies and sixties. That's I, weird. I think it was the sixties and seventies. I definitely know the seventies. Yeah. That's where uh, pornos basically came out of. They were um, in theaters. I guess people would go home and jack off in the theaters. Well, they attributed to this uh, uh, because of the explicit displays of grotesque images and other stuff that was hinting yeah, they at grotesque did have things. Yeah, more gore and stuff like that in it. But... <laughs> they had more flowers in it. <sighs> I think my flower theory was correct. Because the part where the doctor's finger things, that of his dick serpent things that come out of his hand, yeah. one's a finger and the other one's a flower. Yeah. And the finger looks like it's trying to finger the flower. the flower. So I think my so, assumptions were right about the flower thing. Yeah. Why it was in there, I don't know. I don't know either. Because <laughs> the doctor wanted to apparently like rape and torture the crazy girl that could solve puzzles. I don't know. Yeah, he had some weird obsession with her for some reason. And did he kill her mom? I. Well, why did they keep going back to her flashback where she's like, Mom? Yeah. I didn't understand that. Once again, Who was putting the hand over the mom's mouth? I didn't understand. Yeah. It's a shitty movie. It, it is. <laughs> it's fucking. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I'm sorry if you, there's fans out there that like this, but you probably saw it a long time ago. Try watching it again. It's, try try watching the first one. Yeah, the first one was good. And this is, you know, why, you know what, like I've already said this before, the beauty of this podcast is like, you've never seen this. No. So you have, you have no reason to, to give this movie any mercy. Yeah. You know, your first time seeing anything of this series, and I'm in full agreement because like, <laughs> God, this movie's not, why am I... Not enjoying watching this. <laughs> yeah. The only reason why I enjoyed watching this is because we were hanging out. And we were like, you know, commenting and laughing through it and stuff. But that was just to get through it. Like, the first one I was like, interested in. and Interested to see what was happening next. This one I was kind of like, waiting for it to be over. Yeah. And I could tell. There are parts where I'm like, you know, I could be looking at my phone. <laughs> or. Yeah. Well, you, you started throwing the ball to your dog. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Brett's in, the, Brett's in the same mindset right now as I am. I could tell that this movie is not holding our attention right now. Yeah, I really tried. I really I really wanted to watch this, and I really and this wanted one, to like this. Did this one seem like it was just dragged on, like, to a absurd amount? Like, there was just, like, rant. There were there are shots in this just randomly thrown in to make the movie longer. Yeah, of just like, like B-roll. Talked about like that, um, well, the institution scene or whatever. Where yeah. Just showed them just random leaky pipe and then a bunch of people screaming in their cells. And then it just cut off to a di totally different random scene. And it's like, well, why did you just show me that? That made no sense. Like that was just in there for no reason. And how did that other doctor, <laughs> the doctor that was like helping Kirsty, he be, he was like a master of lock picking and broke into the guy's house and yeah, he could pick a lock with a flat hitch screwdriver. <laughs> I don't know if you ever tried that, but that's fucking hard. I mean, I can do that in Fallout Three, but 
I don't think I could do that in real life. Yeah. But somehow this doctor, master lockpicker, <laughs> his skill was at 100. Yeah. Uh, a fun fact about this movie. Oh, something fun about this movie. Awesome. This film, along with the Titanic movie, mm-hmm. hold the record for the most times two characters have repeated each other's names. Tiffany and Kirsty. Kirsty. So those names have been repeated so many times that it holds a record with Titanic. I, I actually noticed that with this. Unlike I mean, you hear Texas Ke- Chainsaw where it's like, Bruce. Oh, Barry. Oh, Barry. That's right, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Barry. Oh. That's an interesting one because I, yeah, I didn't even notice that at all on this. Yeah, because we, I think it's because we're just in, in fucking... In awe, I got that message too, just from Nathan speaking of the devil. I'm in awe of why, what, what happened? What happened with this movie? Clive Barker, you're sitting in the chair producing this movie. Yeah. They're they're raping your characters. <laughs> He's just sitting there watching his bank account rise. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel like if I was an author and I was like, you know what? I made my two books. They're fucking well-renowned, and movies are being made off of them. Literally two years after I wrote the shit. Yeah, that's a really fast turnaround. Oh, I'm going to sit back and relax. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It felt like he just gave people that had no idea what they were doing full control over this. I also think, like, think about it. If you think maybe the first movie going, the first producing a movie experience was maybe good. Mm-hmm. They did. They kind of took a gamble on Hellraiser. Came out good. Even though the movie didn't make very much money. Second movie comes out. People get more involved. Production studios. People from Hollywood get more involved. Maybe it fucked the movie. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah. They said like, oh, we need more gore. We need more this or this. And then they're like, well, we don't know how we're going to add that in. Just add it in. But like, I didn't write that. <laughs> Clive, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Here, here's here's 20 more grand. Shut the fuck up. That's what it felt like. It's like, okay. Yeah. And like, you gotta imagine the result. Like, there has to be. He had something in his contract with all these sequels. Like, why? If you were doing something for artistic value, your, like you said in the last movie, your baby that you created mm-hmm. out of your mind there has to be a point where you're just like yeah give me the money because the residuals for all of the sequels that have come out you know he has to get paid for all of those oh yeah definitely so he's got royalties maybe Clive's just like Hellraiser <laughs> money possibly that's that's the difference between an artist and just, you know, a person that makes movies or whatever. An artist, I think, cares about the product that comes out, not necessarily the money. The money's good as far as, like, you know, they're going to make money. And You're making money after you created something. But the art is what lives on, right? So you should put more stake into what the art and instead of... Well, maybe he's, like, the only mindset I could think of where he'd be in is, like, well, if people really are a fan of what I did, they'll read the books and see how different the books were. But 
guess majority so. of people... I ain't going to read the like, books. I know you, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to read the books. And I think a majority of people, like I said, that I know, don't like to fucking read. Yeah. And I just don't... I don't know. I just... I think it's a, it's a bad stain on something that... If you put a lot of work into it, I don't know. Though I also don't know the residual checks he was getting. So maybe a million dollars of that three million went to Clive Barker. Who fucking knows? I don't know. It was just, it was it was disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can tell all of you out there that are listening. Our energy level from the first one to this one. It's totally different. It is. It is. And I, I, I hate... I can taste the disappointment in this room. Like <laughs> You could cut it with a knife. It's that Yeah, thick. before when I was doing the last podcast, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like, we're just talking. It was like two hours long. I didn't even know it was two hours long. And then this is just like, I'm just trying to find something to say about this movie. And I don't want to be all negative, but that's all I can freaking say about it. Different things is... Well, let's try to find the funny thing is the funny thing is that we were the positive thing that we did say is the visual effects and the practical effects were good. Yeah. But when you fuck up a story and you're leaving the audience to be like, put the pieces together. Oh, sorry. I'm giving you a circle peg for a square hole. Sorry. It doesn't fit. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. it's just. That's what I feel like with this movie, and I mean, that's why I don't go back to the sequels, and like, god damn it, god damn it, I feel like an idiot, because <laughs> <laughs> I did watch all these movies, and there's parts of them that I can remember that I liked. Unfortunately, it's not one movie except for the first one that I can remember that I've liked all the way through. It's parts of like movies. Each one, yeah. And it's like, okay, combine that shit just... in my memory, in my mind somehow it's like trauma reactions, like <laughs> just just combine it into two. Yeah. These are all the good parts from everything. Yeah. This is what the whole franchise was about. <laughs> it's like, oh, you thought we told the whole story in two about the background? It's really because we fucking milked it for another three movies. Yeah. The thing that was supposed to be in the second movie. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I I I don't really know what else to say about this movie. It's, uh, well, let's get let's get into is. let's get into some of the critical reviews. Okay. So our our good friend, <laughs> friend of the show, he loves the show. Fred Fred Roger Ebert. Oh Ebert. <laughs> All right, Ebert. From the Chicago Sun Times. Friend of the show is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser Two, is like some kind of avant-garde film strip in which there is no beginning, no middle, and no end, but simply a series of gruesome images that can be watched in any order. I kind of agree with him on this, <laughs> last... except for the ten-dollar words thrown in there. The ten-dollar words. Yeah. Well, the last one that he didn't like either. Avant-grade film? Oh, avant-grade is a type of movie, uh, like um, Neuer or whatever like that. Neuer? It is not a Neuer film. I know, but I'm saying it's like that type of uh, category. Avant-grade or... I don't know. I took one film class. I think it's 
I, I agree that the movie's not good. Mm-hmm. I still don't agree that you should be getting paid money to watch movies if you can't write a review <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything about the movie. Yeah, well, I don't think he should be watching any horror movies in general. <laughs> I, I bet I could... I bet there wasn't one horror movie that he gave a good review to. Maybe. Oh, and your question. Um, also from the second one, or, or not from the second one, the last episode we did, um, the show that he had, it's Siskel and Ebert. Siskel! Not Ebert and Roper. That's yeah. the new one. Siskel and Ebert was the old one, and then Siskel one fucking of them died. Man, right? Because Sis- he was the fat fuck. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. I don't, I'm not sure which one was fat. But Cisco and Ebert was the first one, the original, and then when that dude died, then it became Ebert and Roper. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Because when I was looking up notes for this movie, shit popped up about them talking about Hellraiser 2. I didn't watch it, but oh, okay. I immediately remembered Cisco after I saw a picture yeah. of him. I was like, oh yeah, yeah the fat fuck. Yeah. He looks like the penguin from fucking Batman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish we watched Batman Returns tonight instead. <laughs> to have Jim Carrey in it. Am I thinking of the right movie? No. No? That's Batman Forever. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> I like Jim Carrey. <laughs> I do like... I like Batman Forever because it's so bad it's good. Yeah. That's what and I like. fucking Nicole Kidman is hot as fuck in that movie. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Like extremely hot in that movie. But... And Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. It's no, he's not. What? Am I, am I just lumping everything? What the one? fuck? You're like doing the Hellraiser thing with your Bat movie, Batman movies. <laughs> I am. Oh my god. I was, I was putting Jim Batman Carrey, Returns has Danny Jim DeVito. Carrey, Danny DeVito. Yeah, I was putting him As the Penguin. One. Okay. Second one has Catwoman, Penguin. Oh, okay. Forever has Joker, Two-Face. Yeah. And Batman Robin has Schwarzenegger and Uma Thurman has Poison Ivy. Oh, okay. And there's Bane in it, too. Alright, whatever. It's a good thing is we're not talking about Hellraiser anymore, so... (laughs) We've talked about, like, so much weird shit that doesn't have to do with this movie already. Uh, An Amazon review. Uh, SF City Girl says, Hate isn't strong enough. Hmm. I feel you. (laughs) For the title. I feel you, girl. All the Hellraiser movies aren't worth watching. I highly disagree with that. Yeah. First the one, first one is awesome. worth watching. It gave me such bad feelings and nightmares. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and don't watch horror movies. Yeah. If all of the movies disappeared, I would not be sad at all. Okay. No one would be sad if you disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it? SF what? SF City Girl. So I'm guessing it's San Francisco City Girl. Yeah. Go pick up some shit on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Actually, Chinatown is really fucking dirty, dude. The whole San Francisco area is awful. Yeah, but dude, I did not... Unfortunately, I did, it used to be a beautiful, amazing area. But I did not, not expect so San Francisco to be as fucking dirty as it was. Yeah. I went When I went there last year... I wanted to go, I stopped and saw the some of the locations that they filmed Big Trouble in Little China in. Mm-hmm. And fucking San Francisco Chinatown is so fucking filthy. There is trash everywhere. Sad. Like just flowing in the streets. Imagine yeah. like snow and a snowstorm blowing across the streets. It's fucking trash. Yeah. It's a beautiful area if it was cleaned up and nice, but like they just let it go to waste. Yeah. Whatever. I was sad to see it. Sad, sad, sad. 
Uh, last review. EC on Amazon says, Impressively terrible. Mm, I like that. Impressively terrible. That's pretty good. Had never seen this. It's reputedly awesome and genre-defining. So I feel like the people that said that were probably people that were in the same boat as me. Mm-hmm. That just kind of were mind-fucked and thought a lot of these different parts were good. Yeah, I, I agree with him in that. Good job. Good review. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a horror fan, mm-hmm. and a person that can forgive a lot of bad shit in horror movies, yeah, like I've seen so many sequels of horror movies, I can definitely tell you that as far as Hellraiser movie sequels go, like I don't, I don't recommend them. I can, I can recommend horror sequels for other film franchises because either they're so bad they're good, or they're, they, they make you laugh all the way through. This is just not good. Yeah, if you're going to go bad, like you said, so bad it's good. If you're going to go bad, go really bad. Go yeah. awful. Yeah. Don't go half-ass bad and then half-ass trying don't, to be good. Like, Don't waste all work. your money on the coolest special effects yeah. and the coolest makeup and, and sets. Like, the sets were also pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, the fucking walls when they're opening up and closing and, and shit like that. I feel like the whole movie could have been improvised. Like, they didn't even need to write a script for this. Yeah. They could have just improvised the entire thing and been the exact same way. I want to know how much money they paid the dude to paint the fucking labyrinth because they used that shot about ten times. <laughs> the same shot. You don't yeah. see different shots of the different passages and stairways and shit. It's the same one. Yep. So it's like they're, we're gonna get our money's worth because we paid this guy a lot of fucking money. Oh god, that movie, <laughs> this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it did. So you said five. No, I said six point. You did six. I did. Five. And you, I did five. Did five. Yeah. I almost. I'm almost like. <laughs> You're like rethinking him and going down to four. Yeah, I'm so like. <laughs> just... The reason why I did six point five, I'll tell you the reason for this, because I haven't gone below seven point five so far. Yeah. So, so far, everything's been 7.5. I haven't had a uh, enough of the movies to figure out what is awful, awful, and what is, you know, good or whatever. So, I think a 6.5 is basically saying it's a zero at this point, right? Because this is, it's the lowest that I've given any movie. I know. You gave Next Generation Texas Chainsaw a higher score. Yeah. Because at least I was more entertained by that. I, we laughed the whole time. Maybe it wasn't that great of a movie, but it was. I was entertained by it, right? Yeah. Like I watched it, and was like, "Hey, this is kind of funny." Like, and then watching Matthew McConaughey do an awesome performance, and freaking uh, Renee Zellweger, the Olympian medalist, run like crazy. Like, there was a lot of stuff to talk about. You yeah. know, a lot of things that I I, I watched and was like, "Oh, look at this is happening. Oh, look, this is happening. This is interesting. This is interesting." Maybe it's not horror oriented. Maybe it's not you know the best way. It's to in the comedy it. genre somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of maybe a comedy or something. This this was all straight up horror, and it was awful horror. Like, there was nothing about this that was necessarily comedy, really. I mean, they, I can't really think of something that was comedy or I can't even call it a train wreck, because when people use that term, people, people want to watch a train yeah, wreck. Yeah. This is like... What, what did we say the worst sound in the world is? A screaming child or screaming baby? Oh, a baby. A it's baby like, crying, yeah. It's like you just want to... Turn it off. Yeah. I, where's the fucking mute button to yeah. this thing? It's like, that's... 
Yeah, I was waiting for this movie to be over. Yeah. So halfway through it, I was yeah. just like, I don't think it's getting any better. I was really I sad. It's over soon. Yeah, the good thing is, it's only, I think it was only an hour and a half long, so. Yeah. It wasn't like two hours, three hours, or whatever. Is there a three-hour horror movie out there? It. I think. Oh, well, It was a TV series movie. Oh, made for TV was... movie, so that's why it was so fucking long. It's even better. It is even better. But see, I can laugh at other horror movies. This, I didn't even like I laugh didn't at even anything. Laugh at it. I was just disappointed. Every scene. That's cool, but yeah. What's the what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's weird is we're going to have people and I, I hope this sparks conversation because yeah. for some reason is good. for some reason I see people that love this one and they they speak about it as if the way that I spoke about it in last episode and I'm wondering hmm. if a lot of people go off of nostalgia or they go off of being what I was where you haven't watched it in a long time and you're getting like five movies with the good parts confused to the second one because literally it feels like the shit that happens in the rest of the other movies blends in with this one because it's still shit that should have been in the second one but they milked it to the other movies and they they fucking drip fed it in other movies yeah and it all should have been in number two interesting piece of information in this movie and then the next movie they give a little bit more yeah interesting information but this sucked it was it was bad guys it was bad that's just straight up it was really bad well I'm glad we're in agreement with that and I fucking rated a horror movie the lowest I've rated it so far in a podcast and uh, we're we're gonna move to listener mail now. Okay. Hey, this is my favorite part. <laughs> and you also, before we get to that, you created your your Instagram. I did. I made an Instagram for the first time in my life. And you are gonna plug your handle, right? My what? Your handle. My handle. Oh, this is yeah. what the old school people call it. <laughs> <laughs> Back when you had a handle. It yeah, wasn't was like, a username. That was like AOL, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, some of my old lingo is still lingers. So my handle is Brett Do by Midnight. All I one think, word. Uh, yeah. B-R-E-T-T Do by Midnight. Yeah, and you've actually been posting on there this I week. I have. I've done and six, I've been laughing. six entire posts so far. Well, so. I laughed at the fucking Hellraiser one that you posted with the chick, with oh, the, the little t- baby. <laughs> yeah, where he's looking at her like, what? That shit's tics were huge. Yeah, but they were gross. <laughs> well, yeah, it's gross, but I was like, what? This is like, it's straight out of the movie. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah, get- and you can see how... Excited I was for this movie just by all the Hellraiser posts that I did. I was just yeah, like, you had memes. I was getting myself psyched up for the next movie. I was like looking up different funny memes for Hellraiser, and I, I feel like, I feel so bad because we have not non not joking at all with the audience. Brett has been texting me like during the week. Yep, <laughs> how excited he is to watch this. I was, and how excited he was for this next episode. And I know you guys don't know us personally, but I don't ever really get Seabred excited about watching movies, yeah. but especially horror movies and a sequel to a horror movie. 
Yeah, uh, it is definitely different as far as me being excited to watch this type of movie again. And it's because of the first one. Because when when I go when I watch a movie and then I go home and then that movie sticks to my head and I start thinking about different things of the movie. Like I texted you, I was like, oh, that... That's... Yeah, what did you say about the nail last yeah, time? Yeah, I said that uh, the father, when he, he, he jacked his hand up on the nail or whatever, I was like, that's probably symbolism to like Jesus where he had, you know, the nails in his hand and stuff like that. So like I went home and I... I had these things popping in my head about different symbolisms about the movie and different things that maybe Clyde Barker was doing. So I was just like, man, this is a cool movie because it's getting me thinking about different things and different ways that maybe he was trying to like either mock Christianity or like make you think about Christianity or different things about, you know, just religion in general or stuff. So that's why I was so excited for the next movie. I was like, man, maybe it's going to be as deep as the first movie, you know, different things that I, you can think about. And I love, I love things that challenge my mind to think about, you know, especially like religion and things like that. Yeah. And that, when you wrote to me about the nail thing, the thing that immediately hit me in the head, like a ton of bricks is like, that explains the fucking windows in the house. They're all church windows. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they had a lot of Catholic stuff in that movie, right? Yeah. Very Catholic oriented. So, and then at the very, uh, yeah, at the very end where he's like in the, the, the Jesus pose on the cross and he says, and Jesus wept and stuff. So there was just a lot of stuff that was very symbolic and symbolism about religion. And maybe, I don't know how Clive Barker grew up, but maybe he grew up in a religious family and he was kind of, you know, lashing out at that or something in his movie. But when when I see things like that that make me think, I, I love it. Because if you can get me thinking about the movie that I just watched later on and it continues in my head, that's like... That's like, you know, more, that's, more uh, intellectual, stimulating, and I when you When you're what, thinking, what when, you, when you leave a movie thinking about something, it leaves you with questions, and you're actually doing... Good questions. Not like questions like this, like, no. why is this happening, why is this happening, but... No, because when, like, when we leave oh, here, when we leave this episode, this. we'll never think about this movie no, again. No, I'm going to try to bury it and never think about it again. Yeah, I'll never think about it again, but... Like movies that leave you with questions or books that leave you with questions, excluding Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shows how good it actually was. Yeah. And. <sighs> that just sums up the movie right there, that where you start to stalk and they just go. <clears throat> like, like, I can't think of anything. You can't even I... freaking. No. Verbalize what you're feeling because you're just like so disappointed and. It just—it's—that's what all it is. The disappointment is—is is real with this one. Yeah, it really is. Especially how excited I was about this. Yeah. How, how I was expecting it to be more of like the first one, where I was just saying like that symbolism. This is Brett's that. first true horror movie girlfriend breakup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon is over. Yeah. Yeah. The mask <laughs> came off. Yep. She showed she sh showed you who she really was. She woke like, up next to me, and she was not what she was the night before. She had attached ear lobes, <laughs> <laughs> giant star earrings. Oh, okay, man. to our first uh, listener question from Jonathan on Twitter. It's such a shitty movie. <laughs> Do you see the Hellraiser franchise getting a reboot or sequel slash prequel? But the director is Rob Zombie. Hmm. Interesting question. I don't. 
No. I don't see it doing that. Um, I think they've milked it so much that it can't be milked anymore, especially after seeing the second one. And if it just gets worse and worse after this, eight times over, uh, I would say no. <laughs> no, see, the difference between the Halloween franchise... Good question, though, actually, because you threw in Rob Zombie in there. Yeah. So. The difference between the Halloween franchise and... The Hellraiser franchise is that the Halloween franchise, which I know Brett hasn't seen a lot of. Yeah, I think I've only seen one of those. Which I think was probably the Rob Zombie one. It's the one that you showed me. I think it was the first one. Which is the Rob Zombie one that we watched at Hannah's mom's house. Maybe. I don't yeah. remember where we watched it. But... Yeah, that was the. Yeah, your sister was there too. What? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we watched the the Rob Zombie remake one. But the difference between the Halloween franchise and the Hellraiser franchise is that there was a lot of sequels for, for Halloween, mm-hmm. but they tried something new every time. And they didn't break continuity. That's a big thing, breaking continuity. Because once you do that, then the movie doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the sequels don't matter. Like, why even have a sequel? It's just a whole other movie. Yeah. With the, the same If movie. you're breaking continuity by the second movie, there's no reason to go on to the next one. Yeah. Like why should why should you care what happens to Pinhead? After, I don't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really don't. And that's exactly. the sad thing because he is probably the coolest horror I don't even know if you call him a villain. I don't know. He's, he's, an, doing he's job. an icon of horror. Yeah, an icon of horror. He's like the coolest looking one in my opinion. And he like, gets he's, fucked. He's way cooler than like uh, I love Freddy Cougar and the way he looks because he's like a, a horror type of Wolverine you know, with his like you know scissor hand things and stuff. Not scissor hands, knife hands. I don't know. It's just a glove. Okay, gloves. Whatever. He's he's cool looking. Whatever. But he's not nearly as cool looking as or creepy looking as Hellraiser. Having those nails in your head. That's the very whole, original. The whole thing from the first one about this whole universe that they set up with the lore, that there's like some sort of lore behind it. You don't know what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. And that their their whole, their, their demeanor, when people are getting ripped apart, they have no uh, visible signs of being happy or mad or anything. They're just indifferent mm-hmm. to watching this bad shit go on. And, and they allude to things. Like there's a bigger picture going on behind the scenes and then the sequel comes and you're just like this is stupid very it was cool and now you're stupid yes a big difference big difference between what happens in in freddy krueger movies like we know like freddy krueger was a child predator the parents kill him because he's a rapist and child murderer. Yep. And then he comes back to, to kill all of the kids of the parents of those people later on through the kids' dreams. Yeah. That's fucked up. That is very fucked up and very creepy. And it never ends. Yeah. It's a never-ending cycle. Because Freddy always comes back because he's in his dreams. How do you and kill a fucking dream? you too, right? Because like, you're like, I'm going to bed. Like, is Freddy Cougar going to yeah. show up in my dreams or whatever? So it like kind of sticks with you. And Jason is like a fucking poltergeist, basically. Plus, he's, he's got the hockey mask on, which makes it more creepy, too. He didn't get that till the third movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a fucking potato sack on his head in the second one. I didn't know that. And the first one, 
Have you seen the first one? Mm-mm. Okay, we're not. I'm not telling you anymore then. Okay. Because we should watch those. We'll eventually watch them. Yeah. Because if there's a there's a franchise, Friday Thirteenth is a great franchise. Great one. You know, I'd even go as far as to say that I would almost get a tattoo of something from the Jason movies. Well, Jason's an iconic world. Thank you for reminding me, by the way. There, there are yeah. a couple of people who passed no who passed away that I wanted to mention. They're, they're kind of icons of horror that passed away over this week. Hmm. And uh, one, well, I know you won't know either one of, the, of these people. But um, Gary Crawford passed away. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Gary. <laughs> Gary Crawford passed away. And the reason why this was kind of like a, a, a big deal for me, not not a big deal. I hate when people try to make it act like they know celebrities. It's not a big right. deal. But it's like, it's worth mentioning because he, he did something that I liked. Right. And you know how much I like Resident Evil. Yeah. And you really know how much I like Resident Evil too. Well, Gary Crawford was the guy that voiced two characters from Resident Evil 2. And they're the guys that I quote the most often from Resident Evil 2 whenever I'm doing something on my YouTube channel when I'm live streaming Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. And he played Chief Ironsides, the really creepy, corrupt chief of police for Raccoon City. And he played fucking uh, Kendo, the gun shop owner. Where he's saying, before I knew what was going on, the whole city was infested with zombies. <laughs> it was just, yeah. I, I I love those two characters. I love that game. I would say, if, if you were to ask me my favorite horror game ever made, I would say Resident Evil 2 every time. It's the game that I stream the most. It's the game I know like the back of my hand. It's a game that I love. So, uh, honorable. Rip Gary. Yeah, Rip right, Gary. Rip Gary. And then... <laughs> Die of coronavirus, that sucks. It's, talk, you, it's what everyone dies from, apparently. Even if you're run over by a steamroller, they'll say that you're fucking coronavirus. Uh, and then um, Peter Mark. Peter Mark Richmond. He was the actor in my personal favorite Friday the 13th movie. Oh, okay. And people might love me or hate me for saying this, but it's the most... It's the most memorable and iconic for me because I was a kid when this came out and I mm-hmm. saw it when, on, when it was new. Is Jason Takes Manhattan. And that's part eight. <laughs> okay, so that's like the eighth one? Of the Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. And there's a very huge, like, I, I see both sides of the argument of why the movie's bad and why the movie's good. But for me, it's the most nostalgic-filled one. Not just because of the poster art, which I don't know if you've ever seen it, where it's, you know, the I Love New York thing, where it's just, you've seen that, right? Well, it's just a huge knife coming through it, and you see Jason ripping through, and his face is peering through it. It's fucking amazing artwork. And the movie, I still like, even though there's parts in it, and like, this is so stupid. So stupid. But uh, uh, Peter Mark Richmond, he was the guy that played the creepy like caretaker principal of all the kids that were on this cruise ship hmm. that go to that goes to New York and somehow Camp Crystal Lake connects to fucking a lake <laughs> connects to somehow That's what I was gonna say. to how the ocean. Those are two honorable 
mentions of actors passing away, right. though, from horror. We'll miss you, Peter Mark. Yeah. Jay, I cannot wait to show you that one. Especially, because cool. it's just so... It's very 80s. It encompasses the 80s. And that, to me, is like a true horror movie. Is like the slasher horror movie. Like that they to are. me would be like the classic horror movie would be that slasher, um, like even Psycho. Like back way way then, it's kind of like a slasher movie in a way. Like that that whole thing with a knife, getting killing, stabbed. Killing, yeah, getting stabbed is. Have you ever stabbed yourself before? I haven't. No. Why? Who would do that? I've done it on accident. <laughs> like I cut myself. I don't think I could say I could would stab myself now. I mean, it wasn't, like I said, it was an accident. Yeah. You, know, you know how when you're vacuuming your floor? Yep. And you go to clean the vacuum to cut all that nasty hair and shit out of the... Oh, the very bottom of it? Yeah, the, the very the bottom. The spindle thing? That yeah. Really well, I couldn't find the scissors that day. And I own a really big, sharp knife. And I was like, well, I'm just going to use this because I can't <laughs> find the scissors. Well, the knife slipped out of the fucking hair and I impaled my fucking leg with it. Uh, <laughs> Out. Like this much of it. Wow, that's a real stab. <laughs> and hold, it, hold your hand up again so everybody can see it. Yeah, that's right. No one can see it. I don't know how, how big would you think that is. Like, like an inch, an inch. inch. And a half, okay, maybe? so that much of it went into like the meat of my leg right oh, here. Wow. Like, there's a huge scar there still. Yeah. Well, the thing is about knife and knife wounds, and this is common that people say is the sharp, the sharp, as sharp as the knife is you won't feel it. And it, I felt the same way. I didn't, it just went in. There was no pain yeah. until way later. Yeah, because it, it tore muscle, so then you feel the muscle regenerating yeah. afterwards and stuff like that. So actually, when it went in and sliced everything, you didn't really feel anything. Yeah. Huh. It was just kind of gross. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, but I still vacuumed anyway. I wrapped my leg up in a napkin. Alright, so what we're going to ask you guys to do is go ahead and stab yourself. No, don't do that. Comment on how it feels. Do not commit Harry Carey and then blame it on us when you fail. God, we do not need that to happen. Oh, okay. And then uh, more comments about our podcast. Cool. This one was from uh, Kyle Thompson that wrote to us last time. What's up, Kyle? Um, he sent us a really cool picture of Hellraiser is the one I sent you. It's oh, called Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. That, that was a really cool that one. Great. He'll tear your lungs up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He just gave us more praise on the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. That's really appreciated. And uh, as far as YouTube comments I've seen is more, just more praise. And people are enjoying our podcast, which... Um, is huge. What I do want people to do is I want them to make sure if you have questions or comments for the podcast to write us at our website, uh, dobymidnight.com, or you can reach us at our Instagram. Instagrams, which Brett is. Because we have them now. Well, well Brett does. <laughs> well, and your Instagram is what again? Brett, B-R-E-T-T, do by midnight. Yes. And mine All is word. retro or die on Instagram is retro dot or dot die. The reason for that is because some failed arcade company from like three years ago, like 
took my name. Ah, that's not cool. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or you can reach me on Instagram, or I mean, uh, on Twitter, at Retro or Die, one word. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, though. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of this is the listener mail answering questions, what you guys have to ask, and... It doesn't even necessarily need to be about what we watched or what we're going to watch. You know, you could ask us questions about ourselves or our lives yeah. or whatever. You know, be fun to answer them. I like connecting with people. Requests of movies. Yeah, it'd be cool to get you know more positive energy out there as far as like people talking to each other and things like that, not caring about political views, just talking as humans talk. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering also if I should make a Do by Midnight Facebook. Excuse me. I do my midnight Facebook, but nah, I have the nah. stuff on Retro or Die's Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I don't think necessarily. I, mean, I freaking hate Facebook now, honestly. Facebook I mean, is garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, Instagram's cool because it's just like... Pictures. Pictures and memes and stuff like that and videos. Yeah. It's not people spouting off their stupid-ass beliefs all the time. I don't ever go on my personal Facebook. I go on there every once in a while. I mean, I, I well, daily I go on and just check it, see what's up. But every time I go on, I'm just ending up snoozing everybody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, you're a Trump supporter. Very snooze, much, very much Biden like. Biden supporter, smooth. I don't care about your fucking political beliefs. <laughs> you're all brainwashed anyways. Very much like this movie. <laughs> rather just snooze on it. Well, a very... I would say disappointed and sad episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to give you guys this episode because like the last episode was so much more high energy. This is so our, much more funny. I think so our lowest everything. point. Yeah, this is like this is that 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 dip. You know, you got to take a dip eventually. And it's like you said dip. in the last episode. It's like you think our third one. You know, it's like a it's like a song on a CD. It's like your great one, and then the <laughs> one that comes after is just not as good as the third <laughs> yeah. one. There you go. You know. Not all horror movies are great. Not all of them are going to fucking kick ass or be funny enough to talk about. And sometimes it's just it's just the way being a, a fan of films or think, anything is. I think that's the big telling part about how bad this movie was. Where we couldn't even find stuff to like mock about it where it would be funny for this. Like The whole thing was like not even mockable. It was just... It's just bad. So, so bad. Not bad to the point it's funny. It's just, it's in that little gray area of badness where you can't even like it because it's bad. It's, it's just plain bad. They they perfected the badness, the awfulness, and put it in this movie. And I hope to never see this movie again because yeah. that's probably what would play in hell. So maybe they did their job. And, this is, I'd watch Titanic over again before I watch this. Yeah. I'd watch the, the Notebook. That, that holds the record of names being said over and over again. Yes. <laughs> that stupid old woman that throws the jewel off at the end uh, yeah. over the boat. I'd throw her off the boat. <laughs> she didn't even accidentally drop that jewel at the end of that fucking movie. You know she's like, oops, and she just <laughs> threw it off. <laughs> oh, Jack. Stupid bitch. She hogged up the entire piece of floating wood or whatever. Yeah, what the fuck? Again, another weird offshoot. Anyway, guys, yeah. this is episode four. We can talk about Titanic more than we can talk about this movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Titanic in over a decade. All right, guys. 
I guess we're going to close it off here. Episode 4, we did Hellraiser 2, and uh, it was shit, like we said. Yeah, they're not all going to be great. Nope. Nope. They're not all going to be wonderful. But we are going to do a good one next time. I have watched Brain Scan. I know Brain it's good. Brain Scan, that's what it's called. Yeah, okay. With Edward Furlong, the killer video game. I know that one's at least entertaining. Yeah, we'll probably have a, a guest speaker as well. Yeah. So Nathan we'll might Nathan might join us on the podcast. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what his take is on the whole thing, you know. Um, yeah. We'll see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, apologize I, for this one. I do. <laughs> I apologize, too. But what I do want you to do, if you're a fan of this movie... Yeah. Tell us why we're wrong. Exactly. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Tell us why we're wrong because I or something that we missed. Think of yeah. Me and Brett aren't claiming we're geniuses. No. Did we not. did we somehow miss something that was like super crucial Please to the, to the plot of this movie? Yeah. I don't maybe think... we were just not paying attention to what was going on and I don't claim to be a smart man, but I pay attention enough to know that you know I bet an eight-year-old could see the plot holes in this fucking movie. Yeah. So if you're a fan of it, please comment and tell us why you like it. Because I'm really interested to hear why anybody would like this movie. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I'll leave you with this. Uh, oh, by the way, what did, what did I tell you? I think everyone will agree with me at least when I say that my impression of the old Asian guy was spot on, spot on yeah. but he also sounds like Lo Pan from Big Trouble Little China yep what is your pleasure sir <laughs> oh and then are these friends of yours this really pisses me off to not end we're gonna get cancelled now because you did Asians yeah but I did off of Asian people yep is that racist I don't know I didn't know racist numbers. well if you're Asian, go ahead and write it. How oh, awesome Asian. my impression was. <laughs> ah, thank you.